0: Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home Podcast for Tuesday, April 21st. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Both Animal Crossing, New Horizons, and Super Mario Maker 2 are getting substantial updates this week. NPD numbers are in, and Animal Crossing basically demolished everyone. Final Fantasy seven Remake has sold more than 3 million copies in three days, and the My Nintendo app released in Japan. Animal Crossing New Horizons is getting new visitors on April 23rd and a bunch of other updates. Nintendo released two big update videos for Animal Crossing, New Horizons, and Super Mario Maker 2 this morning. It's enough content to feel like a little mini Nintendo Direct, honestly, but Nintendo just released them as two standalone extended trailers. Some elements from the recent data mine are coming to exist in the game on Thursday. Leaf's garden shop will have all kinds of seeds and saplings to quote Leaf directly, including bushes. Jolly Red's treasure trawler boat will be docking on your island, giving you the opportunity to buy art and add it to your museum's new art gallery expansion. There will also be new Earth Day related Nook Miles opportunities starting on the 23rd, and there will also be a limited time May Day tour that you will be able to go on. International Museum Day starts on May 18th, and you will be able to walk around your museum and get various stamps for a few days at that time. And then wedding season apparently takes place during the month of June, and there will be a wedding chapel in the game where you can take a picture of a a pair of llamas. I am, admittedly, not the biggest Animal Crossing fan, but I assume all these updates are very exciting, and as we will talk about soon in a later segment everyone in the world basically bought Animal Crossing. So there are a lot of people out there who I am sure are eager to take advantage of this new content. Super Mario Maker 2 gets its third big final update tomorrow. For Super Mario Maker 2, the game is getting its final update, as Nintendo is wording it. It will be available tomorrow, April 22nd, and it adds all kinds of new stuff. I think the hope was that Super Mario Maker 2 would add a whole new template based on Super Mario Brothers 2. And while that is not the case, there is a lot here, and there is some Super Mario Brothers 2 stuff, which is exciting. There is a mushroom that turns Mario into his Super Mario Brothers 2 form and lets him stand on and ride enemies and pick them up and throw them. The trailer shows Mario standing on standard Goombas, but also bullet bills and larger enemies. He also pulls a chain chomp stake ...out of the ground to carry a chain chomp around with them, ...and pulls and throws snowballs out of the ground in snowy areas. A bunch of new power-ups will be added to the game... ...including the frog suit for improved swimming and running across the surface of water. The power balloon will let you float and fly. The squirrel suit will be available for gliding. And you can also get the boomerang power-up to, you know, throw boomerangs. There will be three new wearable blocks and two new masks... The cannon block lets you run around and fire cannons. You can even hold down the button to to charge up and fire a cannon much further than it does normally. The propeller block gives you a triple jump, basically. And the red POW block lets you destroy big groups of blocks up to three times. There is a Goomba mask you can wear that lets you blend in with enemies. And you can also wear a bullet bill mask that gives you horizontal flight. All seven Koopa children will now be in the game and each has their own unique attack patterns. You can pick up cursed keys that will send Phanto after the key holder, that horrifying mask that floats back and forth. You might remember Phanto from your nightmares, if you're not immediately familiar. Trampoline pads can now be attached to on/slash off switches, and there are new mechanical Koopa automatons that will attack you with lasers and missiles, and then at night, they will also be able to fly. Perhaps the biggest update, however, is the new ability to build overworlds with World Maker. With World Maker, you can lay out a bunch of panels to create a map, and then drop all your own levels into it. You can make bridges and hills, use warp pipes, and even add that bonus game from Super Mario Bros. 3, where you try and line up the three sections of the images. You can connect up to eight worlds with 40 courses to... Ostensibly, make your own full Mario game, which is pretty impressive, and I am sure many will. Super Mario Maker 2 is perhaps the only instance of a game that was more popular with its Wii U iteration than its Switch iteration. Something about the sequel just didn't resonate quite as much as the first game. Maybe because the first game just felt like such a new thing, and the sequel sort of you know, it just expanded on all the ideas that the Wii U had already played with. Or maybe the gamepad implementation really was just better. I'm not sure, but I don't think we will be seeing a Super Mario Maker 3 anytime soon. Thankfully, this final update is substantial, so I don't think Mario Maker fans will be at a loss for things to do and play with for a long time. Nintendo has a strong march as Animal Crossing New Horizons is one of its best-selling games ever. Today is NPD Day, which is exciting for people like me and hopefully people like you who are very curious to know how games sell month to month. These numbers come from Matt Piscatella at Matt Piscatella on Twitter who works with NPD and kindly shares these kinds of details every month. To summarize, Piscatella tweeted, March 2020 US NPD thread, a Nintendo Switch sets a new March hardware sales record while Animal Crossing New Horizons is one of Nintendo's fastest-selling games in history. For March's best-selling games, Animal Crossing is number one, which I think was expected, and then Call of Duty Modern Warfare is number two. Call of Duty is always floating around these NPD lists near the top, but I think it was buoyed in particular last month thanks to Warzone. I never pulled the trigger, but I considered buying Modern Warfare after playing a bunch of Warzone, and I'm sure many others did too. MLB The Show 20 is in third, and then Resident Evil 3 came in at fourth, which is a very respectable showing. NBA 2K20 is at number five. And then Doom Eternal and Persona 5 Royal are six and seven. It is crazy to me that Persona 5 Royal is in the top ten. It's a re-release of a previously released game. Basically, a Game of the Year edition. It's wild to me because I remember a time when Persona was this super niche JRPG that even Final Fantasy fans were not particularly familiar with. I remember when Persona 3 came out on PlayStation 2, and I would tell people about this crazy, dark RPG about teenagers shooting themselves in the head. It is awesome to me that Persona is now hanging out with Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy as some of the best-selling and most beloved JRPGs of all time. I never would have predicted that, but I think it's great. The rest of the March list is pretty standard, greatest hits type stuff. Mario Kart and Grand Theft Auto are still on the list. Borderlands 3 seems like it might be an ongoing NPD staple for a while now, too. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX is on the list at 15, which I was surprised about, as I didn't think that made much of a splash. And hey, speaking of not much of a splash, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered is number 20 on the list. It was only out for one day in March and I didn't see many people talking about it. But hey, it looks like it sold well. Never forget the power of Call of Duty, I guess. Some other details from NPD and Matt Piscatella this month. The Switch had its best March ever. The launch month dollar sales of Animal Crossing New Horizons exceeded the lifetime sales of all other franchise titles, and spending on video games overall was just very strong, with March 2020 setting all kinds of records for the month of March, like controller sales, headset sales, and accessory sales. All those gaming subsections had the strongest March they have ever had. The question that comes up now is, are the positive sales a result of all the self-quarantining everyone is experiencing right now? Was everyone eager to buy video games because they have time to fill? Or is Animal Crossing just more popular than anyone realized? It's probably a mix of all of those things, and it will be difficult to ever arrive at a specific answer, but it certainly seems like quarantining has been a factor. It's not a great metric, but even just seeing people I didn't know were interested in video games share their Animal Crossing towns on Twitter seems to be a sign that the game broke some kind of mainstream barrier as everyone was trying to track down a new type of entertainment. In any case, video games had a really great march, and Animal Crossing just absolutely decimated everybody, which is weird when it came out on the same day as a game about a soldier absolutely decimating everybody in their path with Doom Eternal. Okay, it's time to commit. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit SleepingDogsMovie.com slash to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's SleepingDogsMovie.com slash Wondery. Final Fantasy VII Remake sells over 3 million copies in 3 days. We won't hear about Final Fantasy VII Remake from an NPD perspective until next month, but Square Enix offered up at least some sales today with a press release. Final Fantasy VII Remake has sold 3.5 million copies in three days. The press release doesn't offer a lot of additional details other than saying the game has achieved exceptional digital sales, which are continuing to increase, so I imagine by the time NPD rolls around, that number might be a lot bigger. As a point of comparison, and keep in mind, these numbers are pulled from sources like Wikipedia and Google searches, so, you know, grain of salt and all that. But lifetime sales for the original Final Fantasy VII is 11 million, and the recent Final Fantasy XV is just under 9 million. According to the Final Fantasy VII Wikipedia page, the original game sold 2 million copies in three days, so the remake is already on track to perform better than the original. The My Nintendo app launches in Japan. Some more Nintendo news today. The My Nintendo app released in Japan today, and I desperately want it to come to North America because the big thing that it does, and really, frankly, the only thing I care about is that it lets you look at and track all your gaming time on Switch and Wii U as well, apparently. A user on Resetera also says it lists 3DS games as well but that the 3DS tracking seems to be inaccurate. The app will also let you buy games and be alerted to sales as well, as tell you about sales for games on your wishlist, but the stat tracking is the most interesting thing, for sure. It is only available in Japan right now, but I reached out to Nintendo to see if there are any plans for it to make its way to North America. I really want it to exist here. I commiserated just a few episodes ago, I think, about... How I wish the Switch just had the same game time tracker as the 3DS, but I like the idea of an associated app even more, so I can look at it when I'm away from my Switch. Please bring it over here, Nintendo. Thank you. It's still a pretty slow time in terms of new game releases, but here's what's out today. Gato Robato came out for Xbox One, which is an awesome but short Metroid-inspired platformer where you play as a cat who can get in and out of a mech. It's very cool. It's out today on Xbox One. I played it originally on Switch. Had a good time with it. That's it for gaming news today. I am still playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, still hanging out with Aerith, and we made it to Wall Market last night, and I got a, uh, I don't know, I guess a borderline disturbing hand massage. I'm definitely dipping into the Oh, this game is willing to get weird, isn't it, kind of section, which I think was totally present in the original, but maybe it just didn't stand out as much considering the visual style of the game. But it was it was a very strange sequence that I went through last night. I also revisited Doom Eternal again randomly for a bit yesterday. If you haven't figured it out by now, I am Really, kind of always all over the place when it comes to playing video games. I have a core game I am usually focused on trying to finish, but if I have a little 20 minute window to play something, I usually just look at what's on the hard drive and we'll pick just the most random stuff to just play a little bit. Yesterday, that was Doom Eternal because the disc happened to be in the Xbox One. I had to relearn how to play a little bit, but I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it more this session than I did my first few sessions, even. I was in a smaller arena with a dense collection of demons, and I liked the smaller battlefield. Final Fantasy VII Remake is definitely my main focus right now, but I, I do want to go back to Doom Eternal, I think. I have a few corrections here. Nomada's game that the developer announced had sold 1 million copies recently is pronounced Greece, according to at Pure Polygon on Twitter. It's the Spanish word for gray. I pronounced it Gree yesterday. I knew it wasn't pronounced Gris, so hopefully I get at least a little credit for that. Also, at the Bentrick pointed out to me that there is, in fact, a first-party rechargeable battery for Xbox One controllers, and it has been available for a while, which I was totally unaware of. I thought the special edition Cyberpunk 2077 rechargeable battery may have been the first. I think that the little stand that comes with it might be a first but i could be totally wrong as i have proven multiple times today if you have corrections or just feedback in general or questions feel free to send me some tweets or dms to either at kyle M. hilliard or at gaming Ride home or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info and please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it you can also check out my twitch account kyle impersonator where i am playing through resident evil code veronica x right now I was a little worried to start it because I hear that it is one of the harder Resident Evils, but immediately I was struck by the game actually looks good, despite being an older game. It looks better than I thought it would, and it also controls better than I thought it would. It has the standard Resident Evil tank controls, but they feel better than they ever have, maybe, in Resident Evil Code Veronica. I would take playing a bunch of them side by side, but I was definitely surprised, which was a nice thing. And then, of course, you can find me on the Mid-Max Show. For more long form video game discussion, I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.